0: You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps.
2: Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I I'm your
0: hunk. I'm Doge. Boil me, mash me,
1: and stick me in a chunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Carter. It takes the ins- <laughs> long time to chunk anything at all.
2: Wow, that was, that was really a very
1: good, good. tree beard. Was, Thank you. Very how good. long
2: did you practice that?
1: Uh, when did the movie come out? <laughs> <laughs> since 2002.
0: Every so day. for a good 16 years. You and your mirror. since I was 14.
1: Yeah. Very good, very good. <laughs> me and my
0: best friend. <laughs> Jordan, I noticed that you said that you were
2: the yeah. hunk. Yeah. Uh, who are you and what are you thinking? <laughs> well, allow me to explain. Over our long break from recording, but not a break from releasing, Yeah, it's
0: been very nearly a month. it <laughs> yeah. has been strange. It feels good to be back, by the way. So much. But
2: I performed my civic duty. I went and I voted in the Texas midterm elections. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that makes me... Very hunky indeed.
0: If you want to be a hunk as well, yeah. go out and vote. Do Please your civic duty. Vote.
2: Yeah, and we'd
1: encourage, encourage anyone else that has any kind of platform, Pla- that platform even being having friends, let them know to Tell vote. Tell your people to vote. We'd be remiss is, if we didn't use this This platform. is going to be kind
0: of our official mission about it. Get your civic booty out to your civic duty. Nice.
1: Yes! Oof. Yes. <laughs> Shirts on sale. In just two
2: found my next tattoo idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> ideas, you like? No ink on your body. I'll never do you it. you has got a ton of ideas. I've got so many, many ideas. ideas. Yeah, that's great.
2: Speaking of voting, I have a funny story. As Callie and I, we went together. As we were walking into the polling station, I think polling station, the polling area to vote, <laughs> we were. So there were a ton of people outside that were like, "Vote for Lupe Valdez. Vote for this person. Vote for that person." Like all these different people, like and my first thought was who is has anyone ever gone in and been like wow well, I sure don't know who I'm going to vote for <laughs> right and somebody was like vote for Ted Cruz and they were like sounds like a great idea but this guy came up to us and all he said was please vote for my dad <laughs> <laughs> really? He did not tell us who his he dad was. Are <laughs> you just
0: <laughs> serious? He's going to write in that guy's dad.
2: He's, He's please vote dad. dad. <laughs> and I looked. He was not wearing a t-shirt. He didn't hold a sign. He just said, please vote for my dad. How old was this guy? Like 30 at least. <laughs> like a full grown adult person. And he goes, please. Like, I thought maybe if it's a kid, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, like, yeah. That'd be vote cute. Daddy, and he had a shirt on that was like. And he's my got dad's a reason name to not this. tell you who his dad is. Right, but this guy goes, "Please vote for my dad," and it was like the saddest sentence I had ever heard because oh. it didn't sound <laughs> hopeful even a yeah. little
1: bit. Because the world's done if you don't. Kay? Right. Listen, he, we and the, the,
2: the subtext of the statement was, "Please vote for my dad." Christmas has been really tough. <laughs> my children need toys.
0: Please vote for my dad. We don't get very political on our show. We're never going to tell you who to vote for, except for today.
2: Please don't vote for
0: that guy. Do your civic dad. duty and vote for that guy's dad.
2: He really Just needs it. Dad. Christmas Just is a hard dad. time
0: around there. Please house. vote for that guy's dad. I,
2: I, I laughed about it all the way to the poll oh. and all the way back to my car. <laughs> That's awesome. Right back past him again. I love it. Speaking of fathers, I want to talk about the man who raised me, Sir Ian McKellen. And he's in (laughs) this movie. (laughs) He is. And this movie, of course, is called The The Lord of the the Rings, The Two Towers, or The Two two Philosophers for Our Friends Across the the Pond. pond. That's the first time we've ever gotten the joke title right (laughs) at the same time. Oh, it felt so right. And also, it's good to be back. And also... This movie, of course, is a part of our ongoing series known colloquially and locally as "Do you believe in magic?" Wow, we crushed that every single time. It sounds the like same. We really more it. than
1: ever. My harmonies were on point. Yeah, this maybe time.
2: certainly more than the Didn't first. Didn't sound
0: much better than yeah. You've really, Last I could time? tell you were practicing the whole time you were in Italy. Yeah, standing on <laughs> standing on one of those boats, pushing it with Speaking poles, up, singing. Guys, <laughs> can I talk? Can we take an aside
1: to talk about that? Please. Yeah.
0: Here's it's, the deal. We have now transitioned back to the mortal plane of existence right we are temporally bound and locked to this time stream yes,
2: again we can do whatever we want it's our podcast of, like, <laughs> we can talk about whatever we right?
1: want. right it was weird though to listen to <laughs> last week's episode air quotes yeah,
2: it was like five and weeks like,
1: ago carters in italy no i just got back and i was like i did and i'm like talking <laughs> to myself and um Carter, you're italy, so right. Italy was amazing. It was everything that I had expected. Did you? Did you eat some? Did you eat some sp- spaghetti? I had some spaghetti. Did the moon Ooh. hit your eye? The moon hit my eye. That's like amore. a big a pizza pie. Dang, um, guys, it was cool. I walked around places, uh, buildings that were uh, in completely Creed. intact, and in, I guys, I thought about Assassin's Creed the whole <laughs> time. Uh, Venice. RIP, shout out. It's like in six feet of water right now. Yeah. Wait, for real? Yes. Mm-hmm. Super floods out there. But the it was interesting. Guys. When I was reading the article about it, it said it's the biggest flood they've had in six years. And I'm like, oh. oh. Okay. Only so, six. Right. <clears throat> but, but that's how Venice is. But there were several times when I'm walking around. Of course, this is a movie podcast. Yeah, So I sure. can tell you when I'm in Venice, I'm thinking about... Uh I, for some reason Lady in the Tramp was in my head a lot. Okay. If, this is the night. Yeah. Sure. A,
2: that song was my through my head lot. Did whole time. you and your wife Lady in the Tramp some spaghetti? We did not. Uh feels like a missed opportunity.
0: Definitely for sure. I feel like that would be the grossest thing in Imagine the
2: world. hey, um, replace that with a different pasta. <clears throat> Lady in <and> the Tramp <laughs> some lasagna. <laughs>
1: Gross. Just like uh, rah, rah, rah. Ew, no. Elbow macaroni. Mm. <laughs> Like it's like the shortest song ever. We,
2: like, we're gonna lady in the trip. Can we get some cheese and shells,
1: please? <laughs> Just Belveeta. Only back and cheese. It's not even really technically Italian. Like even the Italians are like, no. <laughs> um, because that's how they talk. No, they really do. Uh, I was there. So you can't vouch for that if you haven't been. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Venice felt like a movie it's set. me. Venice really felt like a movie set. Really? If, if you were to ever go, I'd say just go and, and get lost there. Okay. Because it's amazing. It feels like we walked a, uh onto a set that had closed. Wow. Because it just did not seem real. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to see the Coliseum. I'm obviously yeah. thinking about Russell Crowe the whole time. Sure. Um, I was like, that's were where Joaquin not entertained? sat. You SOB, huh? Were you not entertained? I was entertained. Okay. I was certainly entertained. Um, But Maximus, check this out. Mm-hmm. His helmet was a direct design from an actual gladiator of the time called Maximus. No way. Whoa.
2: That's really cool, actually. <laughs> like That's They just straight up cool.
1: pulled it from a guy that actually existed. I just so, watched
2: that movie very recently, actually. Love that movie.
1: But <laughs> um, movie. Italy was amazing. But I am very glad to be back. The three of us were talking about, um, and I'm sure the listener would love, know how much we love doing what we're doing. Oh yeah. Um
2: we missed this. Oh Just my gosh. Just being able so to do this much. every week. Like Walking this back. is nostalgic. Casa de Chunk has, has de a chunk. smell. It does have a it smell. It really does. Doesn't it? We're thinking about uh we're thinking about candling that smell since we record at Waxface. We're yes, thinking please. About- Talking about two chunks and some wax or two chunks of some wax? Two chunks
0: of wax. Two chunks of wax. That'll work. If there's any candle makers out there, hit us up because we got a stink you wouldn't believe. Oh, you're going
2: to love this. (laughs) Uh, You're going to love this stink. (laughs) I guarantee it. (laughs) Maybe she's born with it. (laughs) Maybe it's stink.
1: If you can't tell, we're so
2: excited to be recording again.
1: We are. We only have 10 minutes left. So (laughs) uh, I'm going to buy the... No. um,
2: But speaking of, I think it is, in fact, time for Doge to drop a dime on the uh, the pantomime that's known throughout time as this movie. Doge, would you tell us about this, please?
0: The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, is the... Second part of a three-part story chronicling Frodo's journey to the volcano, Azkaban. Mount Doom, Frodo's journey to Azkaban, uh, to destroy the One Ring of Power. Yep. Um, I'm not going to get super detailed. In this one, we see some Ents. In this one, we go to Helm's Deep. We save the Kingdom of Rohan. Uh, we see the Dead Marshes. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens in this one. Um, and it would kind of be an exercise in futility to try and describe it all in a few sentences. So let's just go ahead and start talking (laughs) about this When have we ever
2: shied away from an exercise in futility? (laughs) That's the official subtitle of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) exercise in futility. That's good. Anytime I exercise, it's an exercise in futility. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Do we want to do some trivia beforehand? Ooh,
2: Carter. I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm only
1: saying this because I'm behind.
2: Yeah, and how, the how much are you behind by?
1: I think it's... Is, is it, it still one or did I lose in Order of the Phoenix? I think you... Is it four to two? I think it's four to two. It okay. definitely is four to so two. So you, you got two. some catching up to do. Really, there's not much space left. Can y'all believe we're more than halfway through this series? That's insane. Like, there's only one more Lord of the Rings movie and two more Harry Potter movies. There's only well, three, three more episodes. more Harry Potter movies.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Two, two more episodes yeah. for us. Yeah. So,
2: <clears throat> I guess what I'll say is... Uh, Welcome to I Am Doo Doo Trivia, the part of the show where I read two pieces of trivia, one true, one false, and it is up to my co-hosts to decide which is which. What a very
0: good and clean transition into this
2: Yeah, it felt good. Uh, So I will caution you. For the first time ever, this one comes with an asterisk. Really think about this one. He's getting in our heads. This one's not falling for this. Excellent. I'm just going to throw that out there. Here Mm -hmm. are the two pieces of trivia. Number one. All three movies were shot simultaneously. Mm. And there's trivia one. Trivia two. Andy Serkis would eat only Swedish fish every day on set in order to get into the mindset of the character Gollum. Okay. Again, I oh, caution. Man. Okay. Are you ready? Which Are you your boats ready? Up. Okay. Yep. Yep. I will count down three, two, one, go. You will say it. Three, two, one, go. One. Two. <gasps> The made-up trivia and correct answer is trivia number two. Yes, here I come. So somebody actually wrote down, all three movies were shot simultaneously, as though that's not common knowledge. Yeah.
0: So in my defense... It does seem perfectly logical for Andy Circus to eat only Swedish fish while he's on set. Feels like, feel like a real Andy Circus like move. Andy Circus huh? is very nearly at that kind of like Nick Cage, John Travolta, where it's like he only eats worms. And yeah, like, yeah. I honestly believe that.
1: Yeah, I saw an interesting stat on Nick Cage, um, how oh it's basically. Uh, it's saying how he just ba- like he gets in debt so he just does any movie that someone comes to him <laughs> i fully buy it's that it's like they have every director or producer has in their back pocket a nick cage card yeah and just they're like, in like he at least he'll do it but his his like rotten tomatoes average is all over the place because he has some of the highest rated movies ever and, and some and of, some the, of the worst like can we made actually for talk Netflix about movies. how
2: weird it is that nick cage's best movies or some of his best movies are the national treasure series like, I wasn't
1: even saying, like, critically... I'm saying critically acclaimed movies, but right. yes. Can we talk National about how Treasure. weird that is, though? How, yeah, I don't know how he gets to be like, he, a some hero of his, and it works.
2: Some afar? of his best movies are a worse version of the Uncharted video game series. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That's so weird. Speaking, but of I like Nick, him.
0: speaking of Nick Cage, though,
2: he's not in The Two Towers. But you know who is? My ideal father figure, Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen. And this movie opens... You said let's dive
1: into the movie, and that's when I thought you were, you were making like a oh, cute analogy to the, like, the legitimate dive. Can I tell you? Okay, I'm just going to say it from the start. The Two Towers is my second favorite movie of all time.
2: Whoa. Okay? okay.
1: And in the, in the spooky theme of Halloween, number one for me is Silence of the Lambs because I do legitimately feel from a sure. movie-making standpoint, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It won yeah. every big Oscar by a long shot, and you should see its competitors any other year those competitors would have existed, they would have won. But something happened. But, anyways, how rare is it for the middle of a trilogy to be done so, so well? well? Yeah. Sometimes right. the middle of a trilogy feels like just a connector. Yeah. It's yep. just, I'm just there to not really give too much substance. Looking
2: at you, Thor the Dark World. Right. And Looking I'm
1: just you, carrying Avengers, things Age along. Of but I Peter Jackson, what happened to him in The Hobbit? Is just so erased for me because of how how wonderfully beautiful his approach was to these three movies. To start it with Gandalf, guys, it was almost my super pump. Same. The scene (laughs) where we just they're so far off and it just looks like a comet in this massive cave of him fighting the Balrog.
0: That is one of my favorite shots in. Any movie. Like where it's just yes. that wide shot of the cave and them slowly falling down the center of the frame.
1: How
2: really gorgeous. Do you guys ever do the thing where you're watching something with somebody who's never seen it before? And they you, have… Are, were you still watching yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all of these. And uh, they have a reaction. And it's just like a delicious meal right, to you. You don't yep. want to
1: see them yep. <laughs> catching you, like looking at them right. the whole time. And they, I would get frustrated if someone was doing it You that hear them…
2: Be like, oh, and you're like, that's what you're supposed to say right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, That's how I was this whole movie. Awesome. Particularly opening because I, I confessed that I let them sit in the fear that Gandalf was dead. Right. Yes. And then when this movie opens up, I heard them go, oh, and I was just like, oh, it's a feast. Yeah. It's a yes. feast of emotion. This,
1: this was such a significant frame. Like, yes. this, yeah. such a significant theme uh, to me of... When I realized that directors are artists too. yeah, oh, Because wow. what Peter yeah. Jackson had done was taken something that we were aware of in the book and, and did it in a creative way yeah. that maybe
2: surprised even this people. This is what that the knew. platform
1: of cinema was made for, yeah. right? Let's make and, stories visually beautiful. Right, yeah. and sometimes if you're watching a movie, you can get to the point as a critique that you're saying you're taking advantage of what movies are. Have you ever felt that before? Mm-hmm. Someone's just like, I can just do this because you're visually, like you're seeing something. I'm going right. to just shock you. People do it
2: well. Tarantino
1: mm-hmm. does it well. Yeah. Like the Coen brothers do it well. You're
2: saying the excuse of like a pretty shot to fill time, basically. Right, of, like, to fill well, at time. Least it's pretty looking.
1: Yes, but
2: then it becomes, sometimes
1: it becomes art. Yeah. And that's what happened right here. Yeah. And yeah. He's an artist, and that's why it's a part of the fine arts is cinema. And so I I thought it was amazing. No, it's I interesting the
0: distinction between stuff like that though because we have gorgeous shots like this and then we have things even in like Batman versus Superman where we would honestly say some of these shots are absolutely oh, beautiful. Oh, for sure. That's what but, they were hanging their hat on. But how like… That's the thing. Like, I don't think that can ever be the main thing. Sure. Well, and right, I, I think, mean, I think
2: right. your comparison to the Coen Brothers is perfect. Because the Coen Brothers, every movie I've ever seen of theirs, they don't waste a shot. No, you don't no. like True Grit, though. If something's happening. No. Yeah, I don't really
1: like True Grit. But oh, man, that's a good is one. that
2: Coen Brothers? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yeah, the Jeff and Bridges I, one. I bring,
1: I bring them up because the Coen Brothers in their script, they're, they're my favorite directors. Huh. Um, in their scripts, they always want to do at least one thing that is very disturbing. So, for instance, in Fargo, when you've got, like, a wood chipper. Right. a yeah, human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things from No Country for Old Men that are just, like, oh when he goodness. uses the cattle prod. Yeah. Uh, That's such a good movie. Just, yeah, eliminate people. But they do that throughout. And they're doing that not just to be crazy. It's not a uh, right. Halloween-themed uh, TBS is doing all these horror movies. Yeah, sure. Just it's not, like, the it's, not, yeah, it's yeah. not The Walking Dead. It's not Saw. Yeah, it's not The Walking Dead. Um, and
2: I, I think that I think that in the first minutes of this movie, Peter Jackson establishes that he's willing to do something outlandish. Yeah, right from the start. Well, and
1: don't you just see his love and respect for the yeah. series? Like, well, yeah. and
2: and even more than that, I feel like that was I feel like the first six minutes of this movie is a love song to the character Gandalf. Oh my god! I feel like I feel like the first six m- minutes of this movie yeah. is. Here's your time to shine, buddy.
1: It's so interesting, the Academy. So the Academy is just this collection of, it's like everybody in cinema, right? It's like actors Mm -hmm. are in the Academy, all these things. I think everybody knew after Two Towers, you know what, we're just going to give them everything for Return of the King because that feels more fair. Sure. (laughs) And and this one, they they won two Oscars for this one and nominated for like four or five. And the two that they won were like sound editing and film editing. Right. But- this is such a good series that they, they put so many good actors together and it doesn't always happen that they just said, either we make the entire nomination everybody from this movie <laughs> yeah. or we just don't nominate any of them at all. Yeah. Like I said before, Ian McKellen is the only nomination the whole series and it was for Fellowship. Wow. Um, and so it's just because the ensemble just took how it over. How do you pick? Kind you, of the I theory, don't know how yeah. you pick, but That's yes, fair enough. to me, this, this movie is very much about Uh, Gandalf yeah and I'm totally cool with that
2: yeah Yeah, absolutely So, and it it opens on such a strong note oh yeah and it has has big shoes to fill shoes that it made itself which is weird you know I I feel like a lot of times movies don't start with something so fantastic
0: so speaking of shoes to fill this is something interesting that I noticed while I was watching do you guys feel like there is a little bit of a tonal shift in this one and and it necessarily gets darker because it's the middle part of a trilogy right I think Um, so but the, the light, humorous moments, it feels like they got punched up a little bit more. Like, Gimli is a little sillier in this one yeah. than he was in The Fellowship. There, there I don't have a problem with Magoo, that. Actually, Yeah, and, that's and kind of what I'm noticing. Part of, me, yeah.
2: part of me can't tell if it is punched up or if it's so much more obvious against the, ba- the black background.
1: Yeah. you know, what And I, mean? yeah, I, yeah. I almost feel like on this end of things, we start to recognize it wasn't necessary. But do you feel like it was just moves made by production to be like, I think people will be uh, will not necessarily enjoy that the fellowship has broke up. So how can we make things lighter?
2: Hey, I it's, fully acknowledge here that I'm biased completely. It works for me. It yeah. doesn't bother me, but
0: I, I'm wondering, and maybe it's just because I, I'm I know what Warner Brothers is like now. But I'm wondering if there is any element of like, hey, like. We know the first one was really good, but like you, you gotta punch up some of the humor in this so people like we we gotta sell this to thirteen year olds, you know? Yeah, <laughs>
2: I, I could see that potentially, but Marvel hadn't taken over the universe yet, and yeah, so uh, not everything there was, not was that a, pressure. an action comedy because yeah, because yeah. Marvel has put that pressure on whether or not they meant to, they have put pressure on people to make movies funny even yeah. when they shouldn't be. Yeah, Marvel does a good job of it. It has been proven that others do not. Yeah, I don't think that pressure was there yet, and so I think that. And maybe that's why it still holds up okay. I mean, there were parts I definitely rolled my eyes. Am
0: I making that up that this is Warner Brothers because the the opening credits only say New Line Cinema. They I think don't it's say just
1: Warner New Line Cinema. I don't know if it's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers got a hold of the Hobbit. Maybe yeah. I think okay. Warner Brothers was
0: maybe just the Hobbit. Gotcha. I can okay. I can look that up right now though. Yeah, we have the technology. Yeah, not trying to brag but, or anything. But much. I feel
2: like the humor in this works because it was not shoehorned.
0: It does work. It it works because it comes from character. It's not like right. it's not making fun of itself. Like Gimli's not saying like, oh, and I'm only using an axe. I'm just so little. Like it yes, it arises and from actual, right. actual the, characters the rubbing about against Gimli, each other.
2: Gimli's jokes are not out of character either in the sense of like Gimli's not making fart jokes. Yeah. Gimli's making jokes about his dwarven pride. Yeah, yeah. That's where his jokes come from. It makes from. total sense. And so in context you go Seems like a weird time to make a joke, but also he's with his boys doing the thing he loves best, which yeah. is cracking orc skulls. Yeah. So maybe that is exactly what would be happening.
1: And the relationship between he and Legolas is oh my something that. Um, so a movie that I saw recently that does this on a on a on a more applicable scale yeah. for us is: uh, Did you see Black Klansman? No, not oh, yet. I want to so, so badly. So you've got this. This it's a, based on a true story. So you've got this African American m- man who is joining the Colorado Springs Police Department and essentially going undercover. His buddy, played by Adam Driver, who big fan I love so one much. One of my favorite young actors right now, yeah. if not my favorite. Um, but anyways, it's this two relationship in a time where there was a lot of prejudice against each other. Yeah. And that's what this reminds me of. And it's, it's interesting to be able to do something with such depth in a world of fantasy. Like an yeah. uneasy partnership right, because kind of a thing. Yeah. Dwarves and, and elves are the number one thing, not just in Lord of the Rings, that is like, they're so different. It's, it Doesn't it make sense they don't like each other? Right. Yeah. And I think they pull that off really well. And that's probably where the most humor for me came from. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like, I don't know, how do we make it look more like a, a friendship between bros i mean i'm not
2: saying they're trying to be like dude bro no no, no. i think the thing that i love about it though to to jump ahead and spoil part of the end of this movie during the <laughs> battle of helms deep when um when Gimli talks about you know i cannot jump the distance you'll have to toss me carter no. would you do us the honors
1: uh like saying it like yeah, that yeah uh oh no they got the Prancher. <laughs> um i cannot travel the distance You'll have to toss me. That's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's so a good one. Little
2: Italian. Uh, maybe it hung it's over I've been, a little bit. But. You're going to have to toss me. Yeah. It's a me, a Gimli. And then he gets tossed and he goes, What? Whoa! What? So, uh, even in that moment, Gimli manages to make it clear that it's about Legolas. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell the Yes. Yeah, I and, love that. And I think that something that I love about their friendship and their dynamic is even though like you were saying, that it's uneasy Mm -hmm. and and it's because of mutual disdain, they still are able to form a real friendship that is more lighthearted than heavy. Yeah. And I I think in the midst of everything that happens in this movie, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, totally. Because this movie is, at times, very heavy. And, And I think that I appreciate jumping back to yeah the big 3 quote unquote and watching them just hurt some people and make jokes yeah and is that
1: where we want to start like where they first begin yeah or because again it is boys? because because of the the way Tolkien splits up the fellowship i don't even really think the book is interesting like mm-hmm. to to read the book he also splits it in sections yeah. to go through all of right. that and so that that made it probably really fun for um just storyboarding for makes it movie. very difficult to talk about on a podcast it that really does, does. So, yeah. but let me ask
2: you this if you had to pick one trilogy to follow for or sorry one uh, group of people to follow for the entirety of this movie and not watch the others' parts would it be the big three the two little boys or the two little boys with the scary boy Frodo uh, Sam
1: Spiegel for me the same where, where yeah. does what, where does Gandalf fall though in that he
2: kind of jumps around between uh, the three boys and the two little is boys is he huh? with
1: uh, Aragorn in Rohan, when yes. he goes to Rohan, yes. eventually because yeah. they find him in Fanghorn. Yep. Dude, I don't know. I know. Okay. So let's talk about song. um.
0: Let's talk about Frodo, Sam, Smeagol, Right. Yeah. Let's talk about their whole journey. So they hit. They oh. To-
2: okay. Gollum. He's my super pump for this movie, friends. Yeah. Really? Okay. I I am shocked at myself. I'm also shocked about my super dump, and we'll get there. Okay. But uh, I thought in a movie with so many awesome things going on that it would be hard to pick. Andy Serkis, yes, knocks it right out of the park in this movie. So this is
0: 2002, correct? Yeah. This means that this is three years after Jar Jar Binks,
1: right?
2: In, term, oh, in terms of like right. CG That's supporting not characters, fair. <laughs> right. I'm That's,
0: not talking about. I'm not talking no, about writing. No,
1: I get you. <laughs> it's like wow. I'm talking okay. about visually, right? Compare how alive I, I mean. Feels. I remember i I've, I've been infatuated with. Award shows, especially the Oscars, since I was a kid. Sure, because I've I was like I love competition. I love trying to make picks and decide who wins. But I remember people just saying like We need to make a new. We need to make a new category. Because where do we put this? Right. Is can we give him an acting award? Well, I don't know. What is it? It's it's not technically is it acting? You know. So he did this thing that it's not just uh, what prosthetic makeup does anymore. It's, it's it's beyond. We made it media. Digital like, I don't know I don't know what. Yes, that's a, yeah. such a good way to put Band it. Name and also. And, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but Gollum, he looks good, he sounds good, he's written well. He is both heartbreaking and terrifying. Yeah, it's Like what yeah. It's supposed to be exactly what yeah. it's And, it's I, and I and I had, you know, I watched with my wife and these two people that had never seen it before right. and at the end they were both going I just feel so bad for I just feel so bad for Gollum. Cuz you're supposed to You're supposed to feel how Frodo feels for him. Right, yeah. and that's exactly how he feels. Right. right. And and but yet they're saying I just feel so bad for Gollum. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, but just wait though. And yeah. pump pump
1: to the Hobbit series. We don't do this ever uh but <laughs> pump, pump to the hobbit series for gi- giving us the time that bilbo had to decide whether or not to just slit his throat yeah, yeah. you know as, as morbid as that seems could have yeah. ended it all but yeah. he
2: felt sorry for this guy
1: yeah and and that's the kind of thing that gandalf alludes to a lot too and-
2: sure and I, and i think that's sort of the magic of Gollum is he is such a detestable character but yeah yet at the same time you you watch and listen and you yeah. go oh. Yeah. This poor guy. Dude,
0: it's heartbreaking whenever Frodo says, You were a creature not so very different from a Hobbit once. Smeagol, that was your name. And Gollum remembers the his what name. Did you say? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And then we have the whole interplay between well, we him start, and his yeah. other
2: personality. We start we get- next movie with the flashback, right? To yes. him and Deagle. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously,
1: that's that's on another level. Yeah. It's on its own level. Um, yeah. The whole Smeagol
0: interaction. Enormous pump for me. Not my super pump. Enormous pump for me to the scene, really any scene in which Smeagol and Gollum have a conversation. Yeah. And the way that those are framed, and we shoot it like it's a conversation and between looks two different. people. And he looks different. Ugh. Like the fact, even if even if Andy Circus was actually physically on screen, still amazing that he can portray two different characters that way. So remove him out of the equation, and we now have this digital creation that he's puppeting. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. yeah really I agree. Is.
1: Yeah, I remember any time I would get so excited and terrified watching this in theaters of any time Smeagol starts to get time to himself, because I realized the conversation's about to happen. Yep. Yeah. And he's, he's actually, I mean, he's supposed to be scary. And so seeing it, you know, two stories tall was just kind of like, Oh my God. And I remember to like my super dump for fellowship. I'm just waiting for somebody to turn Smeagol face. And I was just going to pee my pants again. So I'm like, please don't do this anymore. Um, But yeah, just to see the immense fury that he has and yeah. the strength from his small frame that he can. Yeah. And it's good to have him with the hobbits. I mean, if he was hanging out with Gimli and Aragorn, yeah, we wouldn't be, be really afraid different. that he could kill somebody. Yeah, you know? and I so agree it's, with you. It's, yeah. it's really it,
2: it makes them feel more vulnerable and him feel like a bigger threat. I right. completely yep. agree. So, and, and I love, if we're going to stick with sort of storyline by storyline, yeah, m- what I want to talk about way. is, uh, I mean, we go to the, the, what is it? Not the dead swamps. What is it? The dead marshes. The dead, dead marshes, marshes yeah. We go to the dead marshes, and and that's mm, deeply frightening. Yeah, very scary. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens there, but but ultimately, what what this storyline serves the purpose of is starting the wedge yeah. between Frodo and Sam.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Gollum sees Which an is, opportunity to hurt and yeah. to separate, and that begins here, and we get a lot of the payoff for that coming here very soon. Yep starting next movie with where we kind of leave Frodo, Sam, and Gollum, which is he's mm-hmm. taking them to her. Yep. Yeah. Which Sh- is so God ominous. God.
1: Um, this is something, if we want to reference Harry Potter, Yeah, that would have added a wonderful layer, and, and they tried to do it, but I think it was almost a super dump for some out, of us. Goblet? Yeah, yeah, between Ron and Harry. Yeah. Um, so anytime you have the, and honestly, any best bros or best friends, like one of the climaxes is, or one of the just ethereal antagonists is, is mm-hmm. are they going to stay together? Yeah. Right, that's a story yeah. you have to do. You yeah. have to do that, um, and it's everywhere. I mean, that's Civil War. That's that's uh, yeah, that's uh, Captain America: Civil War. That's, and I think it's because two people different can always
2: relate to a wedge being driven in a friendship. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so that's um, a huge bummer for
0: our very silly podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I'm all alone. I'm so alone. That's all we can sing.
1: Yeah. Before we have to pay up those copyright yeah, lawyers. Um, and Smeagol does a great job of delivering oh my goodness. Uh, a, uh, pretty much a cliffhanger for what's going to happen next. Yeah. Because the very last scene is him basically saying she could do it. Yeah. So the last thing that we've got to talk about with
0: Frodo and Sam's story, I think, before we can kind of leave them is potatoes. Is, <laughs> is
2: potatoes Why doesn't is, Gollum know what potatoes are? That's weird. Uh, Isn't that he weird? He not know his own name. So yeah. I think it no, might be great playing point. on the fact that
1: he's just been he's so just lost forgotten. in his infatuation yeah. with the ring. He's
2: got to eat though, right? I mean, is it just I mean, raw fish? I, I, think, just so. So. Some I rabbits, think, think so. he some rabbits, though. Okay, yeah, that's he does true. eat some rabbits. Um,
0: we need to talk about Faramir. Uh, we need to talk yeah, about we do. Osgiliath and the, the Ringwraith riding his dragon. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, his fell beast.
1: Nazgul.
2: Yeah, what did you guys think about Faramir? Um, I love Faramir as a character. I don't super love that he falls prey to the ring like Boromir did. I wish that he had been... Because, I mean, ultimately, it's a roundabout way of getting to, like, he yeah. does not fall for the ring. And so yeah. I wish that we had just gone straight there.
0: That's kind of where I'm getting. Faramir is not my super dump. Um, but I will go ahead and super dump right now on the pacing and length of this movie. um. Okay. It is... It's right about three hours long, which is a a fine length for a big epic series. 259, I think it's... Yeah, it's almost... But we... You have to really settle on what you want your approach to making a movie of a book to be. Yeah. Like, is this a scene by scene? Like, are we using the book as our script? Are we saying, this is the story that the book is telling. How do we tell that in a movie?
2: Right. And I think
0: Faramir is somebody that we do... We do a fine job by the book. You know what I mean? Like, we we tell the ins and outs of his story and his interaction with our main character, But he does
2: not according get into to the, the book. in the book.
0: Right. I think in the movie, we could have streamlined their whole interaction sure. with Faramir. You know He's, what I mean? Like, we don't need to... So you're not
2: saying you don't like Faramir.
0: I'm not saying I don't like okay, Faramir. I'm saying you? I think we, we kind of lose a lot of time. Like, will he? Won't he? Will yeah. he let them go? Won't he let them go? Right. I, I will we say... We kind of, like, lose a lot of time. I do
2: love the payoff of... I'll take my licks to let them go. Yeah. I do love that payoff.
0: I love that. I, I just I don't think we need to spend as much time with him. Like I think we can there's could, a shorter walk. There. And there's and some fat there that we can trim. Yeah. What's yeah.
1: unique about that too is 100%. we can't really credit it to um like a well Sean Bean did so well. We have to do something to make people think of Boromir, which was a lot of people's favorite part sure. of the first movie, because they were all filmed at the same time. And so um yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I don't think I ever noticed it, but Pumped to how similar they were able to
2: make Faramir and Bormir look. Yeah, for look. real. I think those guys just naturally. I think alike. that's what it is. But yeah. I mean, like, good eye. You Yeah, know what I, mean? yeah. I think they did. It was great, great job casting, that.
0: and that's that's the tricky thing. I mean, it's Carter already said this is his second favorite movie of all time. Like, this is an incredible movie. Oh yes, it's hard to find a super dump, but oh, I found one. Yeah, I will say like that. That pacing, that kind of just back and forth. No, felt I get weird that. to me with No, I Faramir. get
1: that. So, so
2: is that is that the end of our uh? uh talking about the Hobbit storyline on their I side? I think we can. I, think so. um,
1: I I will continue to say, um, and my own conviction, that Elijah Wood does a heck of a job. Oh my Sh- goodness truly. gracious. I remember being irritated at one point, and that could have been the amount of testosterone in my body at the time that was starting <laughs> to boil up in, 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 in my preteen years of just being like, oh, what a wuss. But right. he... He really didn't do it to death, like I thought he. Did. No, no, no. I think he did a great job.
2: And I physically cannot let you talk about Elijah Wood without saying that Sean Astin also kicks some ass. Oh, in this movie, yeah,
1: no, and that's totally fine. I think, um, yes, and that was always without doubt. He was Sam was always one of my favorite performances. Yeah. Um, uh, but. I think he does enough of what we say more Martin Freeman does in terms mm-hmm. of the acting without words that he has to do in terms of the pull of the ring on him. And that's right. probably not easy. So while
0: we're, while we're talking about Elijah Wood's performance, uh, I do want to give a quick uh, mid-show shout out. Um, since, we've, since we've been disconnected from your time stream, uh, we haven't been able to do a lot of these movie-specific ones. We did get an email from someone, uh, this is not a joke, only identifying themselves as Daddy Swag. What? Who's super pumped for fellowship <laughs> was uh, Elijah Wood's award-winning, tear-jerking performance when Gandalf fell. Yeah, The no that he screams there uh, just goes to further what you're saying, Carter. Like, Elijah Wood, I feel like I've never given him enough credit for what he's able to do with this character yeah, in this role.
2: Completely agreed. Very good. Let's talk about our other two little boys. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about. With there them. isn't, but I love Treebeard.
0: I love all of the ints. So Treebeard, I, I have always not been able to tell what kind of effect is used.
2: Com- it's physical. Combination
0: it's- of animatronic and CG. Yeah. Like his eyes are CG. but He's a 14-foot he- puppet. Unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable. Looks completely real at all times. It's so The good.
2: only bad effect is anytime we look at uh, Merry and Pippin being carried by him. Yeah. The movement is is clearly green screen. Yeah, that had to be tough, Mm -hmm. even now. But Treebeard himself... So I am going to dump on the clear use of green screen. (laughs) But I'm going to... Yeah. I have to. Okay. yeah. For consistency's sake, I have to. If I'm going to fault another movie for it, I have to fault this one for it. That's fair enough. However, I'm going to pump on just how good Treebeard looked and John Reese davies again, with the voice. Yeah. Gimli. Gimli's voice is Treebeard. So fantastic.
1: I hope he got paid double time. (laughs) I doubt <laughs> probably not. Um I think to just the meeting of the ints. Uh the ants are so cool. To I have wish we that. could have
0: spent more time with it. Like in the books, we get the whole story of the int wives have left, and so the ants are dying. Right. Right. I I'd wish we could have spent more time, but at the same time, my super dump was the pacing. So yeah. <laughs> I <like I'd> actually <laughs> right. wish that.
2: anybody else laugh big long time at uh the ant who's on fire and just dives headfirst yes, into the I've water. I've always thought yeah. that's hilarious. I love it. I mean, it's, I love it because it's details, but I also love it because it's so funny. But I also just want to say, Mary and Pippin are so much fun to watch all the time for me.
0: I love them a whole lot with my whole entire heart.
2: And, and I think Mary deliver or no, is it Pippin that gives the stand and deliver moment in this movie? It's tree beard. I, oh. When he's like, he gives the speech of like, you can't let us. I think that's Mary. Is that Mary? Yeah, so good. Yeah, so much fun. So engaging. I love it. It was. I wonder
1: which Hobbit relationship related to more viewers. Oh, you mean because Mary Mary the and Pippin Sam versus, Frodo yeah. thing has got some depth that might not happen as often as the Mary Pippin thing does. Yeah, uh, you know, between cousins or between just friends and things sure. like that too. And I can't remember, you know, because. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I don't really think Frodo and Sam ever break up.
2: Uh, briefly. Oh, you mean you mean two different locations? Yeah, uh, not really. No. Sam Sam stops on the mountain and walks down the path for like six minutes. At one point, next yeah. movie, and then turns around and sure. runs back. Right. Yeah. But so I actually this is a good opportunity. I was sent an article by Jordan Green on Twitter. Okay. And I just want to I want to get up on my pedestal for two seconds, mm-hmm. my soapbox. I think the thing I love about Sam and Frodo, and I'm actually glad you brought this up because it reminded me. You're welcome. Sam and Frodo provided a fantasy, quote unquote, manly masculine cool outlet for a very vulnerable and open man-to-man friendship. Mm, Yeah. That I think was unique in film at the time and unique in life, even still. Yeah. I think it's still unique in film. And what I agree. You know? And and I think one of the things that Stuck out to me the most. So, and and both of you will get this because we were friends in college. One of the most unique things that I am the most thankful for about my time in college was that I made friends with guys who were okay with talking about emotions and frustrations and real things. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have to go, well, those are the boys I talk about the sports games with. But I have to go find some other people. Like, with my best friends and with my roommates, and I was able to talk about how i felt what was hurting what i was frustrated with what i was hopeful for right and make stupid jokes yeah and i think that's, yeah. i think that's maybe more rare than i ever acknowledged right and in sam and frodo i think we get that we get this cl- you know there there are tons of articles about the nature of sam and frodo's relationship and to me what it just looks like is two guys who deeply love and care about each other? Yeah. Who are willing to support and push each other past boundaries that they thought they could get through. Yeah. And like maybe that's why I find every single second of their story so compelling. Yeah. Is because I look at that and I'm like that is how dudes need to be with each other. Yeah. And and so again that's my soapbox about male friendships, but I feel like it's important in this movie specifically yeah. because of what it sets up for the next
1: movie. Yeah, and I think a lot of the times I think it's fun, and I would encourage uh, listeners to do this if you don't already, especially if you've got someone who has authored something or written something specifically, whatever the source material is, try and think of what their inspiration might have been. Yeah, If you have fun going looking at their background and saying, you know what, I bet it was this. Yeah, For me, the Sam Frodo relationship, essentially not necessarily going to war, but going to the very depths of Mount Doom, was a reflection of Tolkien's time in the military in World War One. Sure. Yeah. Because then he's got obviously all that's around him is men. And it's just right. these guys that he's saying, I know this is necessary. I can't always say that I I I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. But I'm here. Sure. And here's what's developed from it. And so yeah, I think that's really cool. He was also actually in one of the bloodiest battles for mm-hmm. the British military in World War One. Um and so Yeah, I think a lot of his writing was inspired by that. And I think even though it's not the actual Helm's Deep or the Battle at Minas Tirith later, that a lot of that war-related material might come from just the relationship between Sam and Frodo. Certainly. Which is just really, really,
2: really cool. I agree. Yeah, sorry for taking up. time that was just i felt like it was important to say no and i think that's fine
1: too in this trilogy i've been thinking about that because of how concentrated and most people are going to have seen this yeah i think when we kind of venture off and just talk a little bit about like the influence it has on us different perspectives we have on it i think that's totally
2: fine and And also as we said earlier it's our podcast We we can do that's actually the most important point we do whatever we um so we done with miriam pippen yeah the big three carter said
0: the h word and it reminded me of helm's
1: deep so yep. yes. I do want to say about Marion Pippin though. Please that um one of my favorite scenes, we start to kind of see that there's this prejudice between Urukai and Orc. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the Uruk are that. calling the shots, and we've got the orc, and it's like, what about dead legs? They don't need those. You know, those scenes and stuff about talking about what are we going to do as soon as we've captured them?
0: Right. Okay. Speaking of that scene, uh, this is a fun fact for me. Uh one of the Urukai says the uh Uses the the British word bloomin', you know, as like kind of like a curse, or like, like a, a bloomin' filler, onion, like right? a filler curse. Um, From the outbacks, take my it. My story relates to the offense of that word. In middle school, we were in like an English class, I think, uh, or, or like a reading class or something, right? Uh, and they were like, "Okay, we're reading this like old English book. Everybody write a script." Um, and so I wrote a script for our group, uh, and we had to like do like a little play. Um, And I used the word blooming in our script, um, which to my knowledge is not an offensive word to virtually anybody on this entire planet. A girl in my group lost her absolute mind at me. Very, very angry. How old were you? Uh, We were like 13. Wow. Uh, And she goes, Justin. And yet my first name is Justin. She goes, Justin. It is? Justin. That is a swear word. (laughs) We are at school. We cannot say this script. I was like, I don't think it's a problem. And she was like, I will not read this script in front of our class. It's like, all right,
2: you do what you want to do. Oh, imagine, I, oh, I won't. Imagine being us American boys with American boy accents and just being like, ah, bloomin' dang, bloomin' dang. Where's the where's the bloomin' bathroom in here?
0: So. Let's go ahead and talk about the next bloomin' part of this bloomin' movie. Hey, relax. Our our big bloomin' three. What 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 made me think of the
1: uh, the discrimination between Urukai and Orc in that moment is that's where the hobbits drop one of their wee belts, (laughs) which is which is (laughs) where which is where where basically this threesome starts. Sure. I could, uh, we talked about it in Fellowship. I could watch them kill orcs for all day.
2: Each yep. There was a movie called The Lord of the Rings, The Big Three Smash Orcs. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that would make
1: half a billion dollars. Easy. <laughs> Easy. It was so fun. But so they
0: track them. I think the, the most significant thing that happens early in their story is when they're surrounded by the Rohirrim,
1: right? Because oh. that's our first introduction to Rohan.
2: And that's before they go into Fanghorn?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: Can we talk about Aomer? Yes. Carl Urban.
1: Yeah. I love Carl Urban. So good. It was one of those, I think my first super impressed of Carl Urban was Star Trek.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, when he's playing Bones. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and, he's great. Uh, I was like, oh, let me go back because it feels like this guy is good. He's actually a great character yeah. actor. Yeah. And he doesn't really have the makeup of a character actor. Gary Oldman feels like a good character actor because it's like average looking bloke who could just be whatever he wants to be. But Carl Urban is actually this more of like, you feel like would be kind of a, a Henry Cavill kind of type dude, yeah. But he decides to character act, and I much respect for him. He does a great job. He does. For I just Ro- really want does. to take a minute
0: to pump his performance as Bones is one of the most like incredible like emulations of another performance. It, really it anyway. Is. Sorry. That's a different blue. We're not talking movie. about this. Let's talk about the, <laughs> Deep the two Bloomin' towers.
1: Light speed. <laughs> so, anyways, but no, I love the Rohirrim. I love them getting surrounded by that. Yeah, um, man. Almost super pumped to just New Zealand. Way to have the best, yeah, like areas for every
0: New single New Zealand. If you're listening, good job.
2: Yeah, hey, New Zealand crushed it. Good job, job. Um, but now no, that's great.
1: And nice. at this point, do they take no, they don't take them to Rohan at this point. Not no, yet. they point okay. them to Fanghorn, yeah. they
0: point them to the pile of burning bodies. That is right, because they, they just came they in They track a clean them shop. to Fanghorn. Yeah. Yes,
2: um, but. I, I want to, if we're gonna kind of jump around and respect our jump. listeners' time, I, I do want to jump to to Rohan a little bit. Yeah, and one thing I want to talk about is this is not my super dump. It was actually close. Not a fan of the love triangle here. Aragorn, Aowen, Arwen. Okay.
0: Yeah, it feels it feels reductive. We don't need that.
2: It, we, I'm okay with. I'm okay with Aowen falling for Aragorn. Yeah. yeah, I'm not okay with Aragorn struggling between Aowen and Arwen.
0: Yeah, I think I think what we we don't need. Do you Aragorn. feel like he
2: ever struggled though? Yeah, a little bit. That that's that's how it appeared to me. Certainly,
0: I think we're certainly led to believe that. I think if we, I don't know how you communicate this visually though. Like if he sees her and that reminds him of Arwen and he just feels the pain of like a longing for not Arwen. being able to yeah. be with Arwen. Yeah. But that never manifests itself actually as like feelings toward don't Eowyn. Don't get me wrong.
2: I'm glad that he eventually shuts it down. Yeah. That makes me happy. But there were, there were just times where I was like, I just don't feel like it would even have gone this far. I
0: actually don't care for the character of Eowyn that oh, much I do. at all. In this one, she feels like she is, she's introduced and then reduced to a prize for Wormtongue. And then she meets Aragorn and falls completely in love with him.
2: I mean, I would too. And doesn't
0: well, I mean, I would too. But at the same time, like that's not a well-rounded character.
2: No, I agree. But this movie sets up her domino to be knocked over in the following movie. Yeah, and I think it does a decent job of setting her up. Okay, I, that's my fair. My only, my only dump is the love triangle. I just okay. don't love it. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm personally not a huge fan of love triangles in the first place. It feels yeah, they're contrived.
0: they're frustrating. Um, so let's talk about Rohan then, because we're already yeah. there, and we can talk about Rohan and then bring our big three there. So. Tongue. What do you guys think of
1: Wormtongue? I love it. I love
2: Wormtongue. I think Worm.
1: I actually do think he's great. Um, and he's yeah, gross. The, one of my favorite lines was, I told you to take the wizard's stuff. And he just yeah. walks in, and um, this is the first time we get to see the chops of Gandalf the White. <sighs> yeah. Um, which we can Big jump back tongue. to Fanghorn for a tiny moment. Yeah. If, I mean, if we uh, Gandalf, comes Gandalf comes back. Gandalf comes back. Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White. Beard is which, shorter, hair is wider and straighter. Um, I think in our, there's a lot of material we have for our final episode, which is past talking about the movies individually and talking about them collectively, talking about the movies collectively. I have to reiterate that because we're not talking about the authors so much. We're talking about the depiction to film. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun to talk about different views of resurrection uh, between both series. But I think it was, you know, he's Gandalf the White now.
0: E. McKellen's little smile that he gives me, he's like, Gandalf, that's what they used to call me. Which yeah. is so good. Yeah, Which is
1: interesting. And I, so I, I bring that up right now because it's, it feels weird to do it at a place where he's one of my favorite characters in any movie ever. So I have a super dump because I've had such a hard time putting to words what this transformation really is. There's not... Oh, okay, yeah. Tolkien has never really felt lazy. In fact, he's sure. often felt the opposite. But, but for Gandalf going from gray to white, because, you know, you do this thing to where when you love something so much, so maybe I'm trying to introduce Jordan and Doge to uh, a, a sport that I don't think they like very much. I want things to go well in Any the first interaction. Sure. I want it to be like, oh, I buy into this, at least to give me some sliver of it. There's, there's a part of me that's like, is, is someone who's so skeptical um, going to look at that, and I, and I haven't really met this person, but are they going to look at the Gandalf going from gray to white and just be like, oh, that was lazy? So that's the kind of thing
0: I feel like I can't see that with fresh eyes, because that's always like anytime I've known even of this story is right. like, oh well, yeah, Gandalf dies, but he comes back. So maybe Jordan, you can speak into that if you like the people that you watched it with who've never seen this.
1: Was there any kind of reaction?
0: What was from their them read on that? On that?
2: Uh, they were hyped up. I think the explanation of I died and I am more than immortal, and uh, at the time when I died, I had a job left to do, so I was sent back stronger to complete my mission. That's cool. Okay. I think they. Yeah. I think that was sufficient for them. And I get that. Yeah, that's
1: good. And and for me, it was. Yeah, I don't know why, but it it became a super dump. But I think I wanted. And maybe I selfishly just wanted more of Gandalf. Sure. Uh, so, so
2: this is your super dump. I w- want to be clear. This no, is your it's super my super dump. dump. Okay. Yeah,
1: my super dump is just that I wish it had been. explained more, but then yeah. there's also times that I wrestle with. Maybe it's not for the sake of it not being. Like, why do we have to? You know, why do we have to? Yeah. Because a lot of the times, too, if you're especially if you're if you're comparing anyone to God, there is a sovereignty part of it. Sure. That just says you're not supposed to know. Yeah. Because it just happens, and so th- that's okay. But I've never really been clear either way, so it is a super dump for me.
2: Sure, I, and, yeah. and I get that. It, it for some reason it's just never bothered me. Yeah, I don't and, know and why Again, it I think me. I'm with Doge a little bit of like, for me it's just like it's just I was so young when I first saw these sure. that it was like, yeah, that's probably totally right. And it just I've never yeah. given it a critical second. Thought yeah, I think yet. it was I was fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, we were like seven or eight.
2: I was. I wasn't even born yet. I was fetus. <laughs>
0: but um, Yeah, so, so Gandalf the White uh, throws off his cloak. He's glowing. He shakes his staff around at Theoden. And scares the sour man out of him. Yeah. Scares the sour man right out of him. What a um, great scene. Fantastic.
2: I realized that I just did my Gandalf voice for what Theoden says. And what is. a great
1: actor as Theoden. Oh, Doge? his uh,
2: his graveside yell, dude. Yes. We
1: usually we usually try not to talk so much about the movie beforehand. Sometimes it's harder. I do know Doge has a strong opinion about Theoden. Yeah, he's he's
0: he's one of my very favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. um, his so his scene whenever he says, uh, "No father should have to bury his children" or whatever. His his performance at his son's grave, so good. Probably in for my money, the best acting in this movie. Like, oh, wow. So very, but very But not your dead. super
2: pump, I notice.
0: No, not my super pump. Okay. We're getting very close to my super pump. Now that Theoden is an ally, we are, in fact, leaving Rohan on the road to my super
2: pump. Yeah, let's talk about that. So Theoden is a coward. Um, love his character. But part of what I love about him is that he is a coward who has decided, instead of to lead his people into battle to fight head on, that he would hide in a place that is ill-advised. And he takes them to Helm's Deep.
0: I don't see. I don't know if I read that as cowardice so much as like, I've just spent however long being controlled by Worm Tongue. I will not let you control me. I'm going to make my own decision. Even if it's the wrong decision. Okay. Like, even it's, I'm, it's I'm like where if am somewhere between. For like the two of you. where if you tell your little brother like, hey, please don't jump on my bed after I just made it. What's your, your little brother's immediately going to jump on your bed. You know what I mean? Like, cool. like do that. I will not be controlled by you. Even if your idea is better, we have to do mine because I am king.
2: Sure. And I hear that, I to me, that still reeks of cowardice. Yeah, maybe insecurity
0: right. in, in leadership.
2: But um, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not faulting him for that. As a character, it's beautiful that his cowardice leads him into a worse battle than it would have been if he had met it head on. I think right. that's poetic. Makes
0: for a yeah. great scene, too. Oh, my goodness. But, makes for a super scene.
2: Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he leads them to uh, the fortress. What is the fortress itself called? Or like the, the outer layer of the fortress that he talks about? The... I can't remember. But he takes him to Helm's Deep yeah. to fortify yeah. for this battle that's coming. You want to talk about that, Doge?
0: I mean, Helm's Deep is my super pump. I assumed. Is there any any universe in which Helm's Deep is not my super pump? This is probably my favorite. Uh, it's actually much longer than I remember. Yeah, uh, that's great. favorite sequence in all of Lord of the Rings.
1: Helm's Deep is just my very favorite part. There was... Uh, You know, doesn't it feel like Lord of the Rings was one of those in terms of the DVD or Blu-ray box sets that maybe hung its hat the most on the extended stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you think of any other series that had more? So, and I dove into all of it. And and I remember them talking about Helm's Deep and really almost as if they were in a war room uh, in production in terms of they wear this because it serves this purpose. Right. Uh, They do these things. And I love the scene of the guy who's basically a suicide we're going to go through and, and, blow up this wall guy. Yeah. They just that whole scene. And, and like all of legacy's arrows are, are not taking him down, but everyone's like, take him down. Legolas, You know? Yes. And I, <laughs> my super pump is not necessarily Helm's deep, but it is this, and I, I don't want to be too out there, but <clears throat> my, I think my super pump for Lord of the Rings in general, but especially in the two towers, how they have represented evil um and uh, um let me try and make this a way that it's more tangible but the way in which you know you've got the epic scene of sauron saying to wall like i remember yeah. like, <laughs> what like what is
2: it to war? <laughs>
1: i've i've so my favorite movie sounds of the lambs my fear only really rests in two people in buffalo bill. um buffalo bill and in Hannibal Lecter. And, and that happens that in coming. so many movies, and sometimes war movies, the fear is just this collective evil of some foe. But what they've done in this is, I'm just so worried for all of the people that I like. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I have these massive armies who, they basically all have a Joker mentality. They don't really care what happens or who dies, even if it's on their side. Right. As long as... They kill a good guy. You know, and so, like, I, I remember just being so afraid. Tolkien created a world in which we have Wraiths, we have the ultimate evil of Sauron, we have Sauruman, we have Shelob, we have Urukai, we have Orc, but it's, it's, it wasn't Goblins. like he overdid it. And how Goblins. did he do this? Yeah. The reason I can't explain it is the reason it's a super pump. The, the version of Lord of the Rings, so throughout history and throughout all of storytelling, good versus evil is almost always at the center. Lord of the Rings does it maybe the best that I can think of outside of like the Bible. Sure. Yeah. You know,
2: like, uh, and, and I as know, far as a, as far as a black and white, rarely yeah. gray representation of good and evil. Yes. Yeah, and I, I know that that agree. sounds like I'm just drinking the juice of Lord of the no. Rings, but that's what I mean, just yeah. makes but- it
1: so, and that's what makes it timeless to me. Is like the good versus evil representation is done so well in the books But what I'm super pumping is what Peter Jackson did in the movies. Yeah. Like he has clearly made, but here's the thing, almost everyone, because you put the ring in the middle of all of it and say, you know what? This thing can change the narrative. Yeah. And all of a sudden now good can be evil. And And so now it's like, I don't know. And that's what keeps you on your toes. Even if you've read the literature, you're saying, honestly, if this stupid little gold ring shows up, I might lose my favorite
2: Protagonist yeah. to antagonist.
1: And I it's brilliant. You know so that's my super
2: point. You know what's crazy? No one puts on the ring for this entire movie. Huh. Really? In all of two at, towers. At no point in Two Towers does anyone wear the ring. That's awesome. It's the only movie and that's in the real entire, trivia. Yeah, that's real, real trivia. trivia. <laughs> it's good. The, it's the only movie uh, in the entire two. Lord of the Rings saga in which no one Ever wears the ring. Cool. He almost does in the dead. In the dead Martians. Martians. Dead Martians. <laughs> the dead Martians. Matt Damon never did get the off dead. that planet, did he? The dead Martians. The de- <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: Martians with just a green, bright green aliens with arrows in their throats. Uh, do
0: you want to take a minute to dump on Legolas shield surfing down the stairs? It's
2: a little goofy, huh? It's a little
0: like,
1: McGoofy.
2: It's it's like battle Magoo. More it's than like... the
1: Oliphant scene in the next movie? No.
0: No, oh, That's
2: cool. That's... What's, the, what's the difference?
1: Well, don't make me super
0: dump on Return of the King right now. Okay, that's sorry. Your... sorry. No, okay, we'll get there. Sorry,
1: <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> hey, no different than what he did in The Hobbit. Actually, very different.
2: <laughs> he no, did a cheat scene in a Mario the game. The power of gravitation <laughs> isn't yeah. different. That's quite different. Yeah, the, the, the shield is a little goofy.
1: I'll Any specifics
0: in Helm's Deep that we need to talk about other um, than the I The reason love it. I
1: brought up the good and evil now is when you have uh, peeking over the horizon, mm. uh, Gandalf basically living out what he said would come to pass. Mm. His book yeah. to the east. Here A I return am. Return in the morning of the fourth Guys, day. the wave of Rohirrim. That oh, was almost my super my pump for goodness. this movie. I'm getting goosebumps it's thinking p- about Me it. too. It's part of my super pump. My super pump is everything that happens at Helm's Deep. Yep. yep. Theoden's bravery to go back across yes. the bridge just in time for Gandalf to come down. Um, woo.
2: I cannot make the jump off the that. ball. Yeah, that's, yeah, awesome. yeah, that's a good one. So it's don't just also good in there, and their death count is so high. Oh, my goodness. Um, but I will say, uh, this is going to be a bit of a spicy take. Oh. My super dump.
0: If you super dump on part of this beautiful, perfect scene. Yeah, I'm going scene. to.
2: My super dump lies in the Battle of Helms Deep, and I don't know that it would have been a super dump 10 years ago. My bar... For battles on a grand scale has been raised so high by current media that Helms battle Deep, of the bees.: uh-huh. Helms Deep felt so slow up until about midway through. Okay.
1: Define slow in a battle scene.: I
2: felt like nothing was really it, it, like the battle starts, and it was just like nothing was really happening. As far as the... I think I had set my expectations of my memory so high for Helm's mm. Deep that when it came time to start, to me it doesn't really ramp up and get interesting until the giant ladders okay. start to smack okay. on So wall.
1: you didn't... Okay. You didn't like the part with the... Not that you didn't like it. I'm not... No, no, no. I subject, love all of it. So you're too it, dumb to enjoy no, 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 the no. beginning. Yes. The, uh, when the old man actually loses his arrow on accident too early.
2: See that... That's great. That's a great starting scene and that's a great way to start the fight is oh no, we shouldn't have done that yet. Right, right. That's great. But the battle lines and approaching the wall and the scrambling and the getting ready, it all took so long that by the time the ladder started to land, my thought wasn't oh boy more. My thought was Finally! Well, that's mm-hmm. the kind of
0: thing, because it is a weird battle. It's not like, let's ride out to meet them. No, no, it's no. like, we have to wait for them to come and hopefully we can hold them off. I completely yeah. agree
2: with you. And I and I actually think that's a brilliant place to put a battle. Yeah. I just think that the pacing of the battle itself was so slow. Uh, by by the time the ladders start smacking the wall yeah. and things get going, it really ramps up. Yeah, yeah, but, I can see that. But I had... Like if you're dumb and don't and like good things. It's, <laughs> a, it's like our show's subjective, Doge. But... For me, it became, I really think I had just built it up so much in my head mm-hmm. that when it came time for it, it actually fell a little short of my expectation. Wow.
1: So you're saying Helm's yeah. Deep did not meet your expectations.
2: By, by the time it was over, it had. Okay. But the beginning, okay. the beginning, I got that like, feeling of self-consciousness in my stomach of showing these people this movie where I was like, oh, I think oh I like man, it. I hope this… Did it this- feel more
1: like the anticipation took too long? Like the the clicking of the roller coaster was longer than you
2: thought? And you're like, let's just do this. Let's get to the good part. To me, it felt more like the clicking of the roller coaster wasn't as big of a hill as I had built it up to be. Hmm. Like hmm. I was like, that's oh, good. the drop's going to be crazy. And then by the time we got to the top of the drop, it was like, okay. oh, it's actually not that big. But then the second drop was like, oh, that's the scary one. Okay, yeah. I was wrong. That's the scary one. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. But it, it was still just like, I, I think I'm super dumping on, maybe myself in, in a weird way, <laughs> but I think I'm super dumping on... Maybe the way that the beginning of this battle has aged okay. for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I can totally see that.
2: Anything like I else? said, spicy take. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk that's about? A spicy
0: take. Anything else about Helm's Deep Jordan needs to ruin for us? Or <laughs> is
2: that the end of our discussion? Uh, I think that's pretty much the end. We know we're going to go see uh, Scary Spider Lady next movie. Yeah. Real excited about that. And by that, I mean, I, I hate, hate it so spiders much. in this
1: series, Jordan. Do you I believe in it. spiders? Do you believe in spiders? I wish I didn't believe in spiders. I hate them.
2: You know what I do believe in, though. I bet it's science. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have perfected the art of movie rating, and it is time to do just that. Just now, we have done this through the art of the school one science. And that school one goes (laughs) as such. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, keep it. Keep going. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that poster. poster. The next best thing we can say is to buy it. After that, it's going to be rented. That's going to be followed by stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, God God has forsaken forsaken us. us. Who will go first? I will.
0: Forget it, right? Because of how dumb Helms Stop it.
2: (laughs) This movie is an easy buy it for me. I love Sam, Frodo, and Gollum's storyline. Keeping up with them is almost worth, like, if the rest of the movie was just blank black screen until it went back to their scenes, it would almost be just as good for me. But yet, the rest of the movie is still the big three in our two little Hobbit wonderful boys off doing their... It's just so good. I'm never bored in this movie, except I can feel you, Doge except for like the first six minutes of the Helms Deep battle where I'm waiting for it to ramp up. But other than that, um, I'm never bored. I love everything that happens in this movie. It is so much fun. Easy buy it for me. It's
1: it's I'm going next now. Thank you very much. I I'm going next now, (laughs) uh, by, by the poster. Oh, Um, I mean, I've, I said at the beginning of the episode, it's my second favorite movie. I'm not surprised. (laughs) People are having to like, "Hmm, there's a loophole here. (laughs) It's not adding up. Um, There's just so many things. I mean, it is such wonderful storytelling on cinema. And again, it's, you know, I can't reiterate enough that this is a podcast about how movies have been made. Yeah. Um, I love the thought put into it. Um, These movies were so good that I can't remember what I loved first, even though I read the books first. Mm. It was kind of a, um, the movies actually helped me a little bit because of the density of the books. Yes. Um, But it's, it's, it's just clear representation and brilliant use of representation of a world that had been create, created long before with a lot of depth. And they and they pulled all the good pieces from here. I think it's, it's tough sometimes when you have so much source material. If you're making a movie based off of something that's already existed before in another medium, um, it's got to be tough to know what to use. And this was always on my mind in this movie that, wow, they kind of picked What a wonderful combination and just made such a beautiful movie and so I think it's a travesty that it only won two Oscars um, because it is my favorite of the trilogy I get why they were like you know what we'll probably just wait till Return of the King and give them 11 next year Um, but it's it's phenomenal I think it's it's movie history making it's one of the best movies of all time so I bought it
0: yeah I'm gonna buy the poster as well I mean there is I know that we have each super dumped Uh, So there are some things wrong with this movie. But there's virtually nothing wrong with this movie. This movie is just incredible. Like every time we watch one of the real Lord of the Rings movies, uh, I usually finish it by saying, you know what, that's probably my favorite movie we've watched for the podcast. Like They're just so good, you guys. Watch these movies.
2: They really are. Well, uh, as we're coming to a close, one thing that we want to address with everyone real quick is uh, here pretty soon, not next week, maybe not even the week after, but here real soon, we're going to start moving our shout out section of the show to the middle. Yeah. Because we want to make sure everybody gets their time in the sun. want to make sure that everybody gets their name said. People can hear it. And so just be looking out for that here pretty soon where we're going to take a break in the middle and give our shouties. And
0: speaking about making sure everybody gets their name heard, we have gotten a lot of shout outs. just been ringing off the hook. We'll do
2: some rapid fire in our
0: absence. So I'm gonna go rapid fire. Here we go. Real quack. Real quack. Real quack. quack. Real quack. quack. I'm gonna quack it out like Donald Duck. We got Nate Blackley. We got Elise Evans. We got Kristen Mueller. We got Claudia Martinez. Colton Kingston. Callie Ann Wonders. Seth Pittman. Taylor Hukulin, Jordan Green and Daddy Swag. Holy moly, Papa Swag. We got a whole lot of them. Uh, so if you're- that's
2: one person for every Oscar Return of the King one.
1: Wow, minus one. That was. I thought that 10. was eleven. It was
2: ten. No. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> Somebody else shout out. So if <laughs> you're Please.
1: if you're one of those people, if we just read your name, thanks, thanks
0: for shouting you. us out. We love you.
1: Yeah. Thanks extra so shout out for uh, Vince Kelly, who we all know very That's well. Eleven. That's eleven. We did it. But um, I, I'm anticipating something, and if anything, maybe I'm keeping him accountable too. Okay. Um, Vince and Mariah are, are very much Potter heads sure uh and so we have said some things and and we are not perfect and i'm glad they're keeping us in check well he, he has some good educated opinions on jk rowling's writing okay compared to tolkien's writing yeah and he's already shared some of these with me and i kind of i kind of share uh his input on that and so i'm i'm excited to receive it uh and i'm also excited too that like people aren't getting offended um we're just it's a movie podcast and so yeah. we're saying uh, these things on how how much we love them both, but um, so that'll be
0: that'll be great content for us to talk about uh, on our series bonus episode, our wrap
2: up episode. So we're going to be yeah, doing be
0: a we're going to be doing a wrap up episode once Do You Believe in Magic is over, where we will be. So Vince, you don't um, have long. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sort of comparing these two series. Uh, we're going to go back and revisit who we selected as our road trip companions when yeah, we intro yes. this series, uh, and we're just going to kind of talk about these two great franchises that we both love. Yeah,
1: not to put too much pressure on us, but I anticipate, I mean, it just feels like with what we're going to talk about, this could be one of the best standalone episodes uh, we ever do. I think it's it's so interesting to put these two together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's great. Final round of shout outs uh, go to some of our iTunes reviewers. Uh, that goes to here comes Dap Boy 85829 Dap Yeah, boy. here he comes. Dre Dog
1: and Rootin' Tootin' Fan. That's so good. Guys, we need y'all to go review the podcast and we're going to ask something of you that might seem inconvenient but not nearly as inconvenient as dedicating two hours of your week to make a podcast. So please go and review on iTunes. Mm, yeah. um, there's something about the Rotten Tomatoes criteria that asks that you review via iTunes. And the reason I Weird. mentioned Rotten Tomatoes is because if we can be at 200 almost this time next year reviews uh, with an average of four stars, we're at five. So we're sitting pretty uh we can we can have the opportunity to be rotten tomatoes critics which personally for the three of us um, it's a dream come true man it genuinely not, is honestly not something i thought could have been this close to possible yeah. so if you guys would do that thanks and you uh, can help those us of get you there. i also i'd say those of you that haven't subscribed die oh gosh
2: okay,
0: okay. wow Carter. that's a little harsher than we talked about it being i feel
2: like we had a very specific conversation about this. You said the keep show it short. And I said, well, die. Harder, we, we did say, I think we said keep it short and sweet. I we kicked you we out of this uh, country for two weeks. Die, please. I mean, I can't really fault him on that. Yeah, definitely one. do subscribe. Yeah, please. Subscribe. We would
0: actually love that a please. lot.
2: Uh, you know, we normally like to get silly here at the end of the episode, but right before we do that, I want to end by once again saying, Hey, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what your reasoning is for voting for that person. Yeah but if you live in the United States of America and you have the ability to vote, please do so. Get your civic
0: booty out to your civic duty.
2: Nice. Yes. It is important, it is Gosh, important to have that. your voice heard. Yeah. Please go do that. Go vote.
1: Uh, guys, uh, why don't we round this episode out by saying um, if you were to pick any person from the Lord of the Rings universe to uh, run for Senate, uh, to be a senator for uh, Texas... Where we're from. We don't shout out Texas enough, do we? We don't shout out Texas who, enough. Who would that be from the Lord of the Rings universe? And what I'm going to ask of you, not in real time, because we don't have to worry about real time. We're outside of real time. What I'm going to ask of you is to give me a slogan for this candidate on your sign out. Well, in this case,
2: for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I support Lord Elrond for Texas Senate because this eternal ruler is eternally cooler. Two
0: junks and a hunk. I'm Cowboy Doge, partner. And I support Aragorn for Texas Senate. Aragorn will make this country a great place to live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm Carter. Vote. Carter? I'm Carter. <laughs> Vote Marriodoc Brandybuck for Texas Senate. Because why not make every day in Texas Mary and Brian?
0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click or
2: just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.